Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, indeed, it is the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champions, Texas Rangers. 105 through the fan. I'm Reginald Latula sitting alongside the fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Mash. He is 24 years of age. Direct all uh, concerns, all upset, uh, all upset uh, fan mail or what have you. I did my research. I figured out what Mash was. 1972 about the Korean War. That is the very basics of it. Yes. yes. Uh, but yes, direct all, all. Uh, I won't say hate because let's not do that. That's not necessary. I can take it all. Uh, but no, you don't have to do that. But direct all concerns to at Blake Live underscore underscore <laughs> on Twitter. Tweet me. Tweet me why I should watch MASH. To go ahead and do that tonight, Tolos. You don't have to defend MASH to him. We know why MASH was real. Right? We, don't, we don't have to defend that to him. Um, but right now, uh, a man that also needs no defense. Um, he talks about the Cowboys on A to Z Sports. Uh, he's very good at it. He also produces Vach Lombardi show on the volume uh, I call him Will. You call him Skywalker. Skywalker still. What's happening, Will? What's happening, guys? Appreciate you guys for having me on that. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure to be able to get you on. Um, look, there's a lot of things to talk about, but I would like to start first by saying um, my my co-host for the day, Blake <laughs> Elliott, is very young, and I just want you to understand how young he was. Um, I I brought up the, you know, the, the way that the ratings were in this Monday night football game and how it was the, you know, most watched Monday night football game since the Cowboys Packers 1996 uh, in November. And he asked me if that, that you know, were, the, were they actually doing ratings in 1996? How, how old does that make you feel, Skywalker Steel? If they were actually doing ratings in 96, how old is, how old is your close I, I am 24, 1999, October 3rd. Wow. I know, I know. Yeah, my name's Blake. Nice to meet you, Mr. Skywalker. Great name, by the way, I will say. Um, the best Skywalker I've ever heard of, so I don't like Luke. Um, but yeah, Thank I am a youngin. Well, I appreciate it, man. You made up a lot of history in the Cowboys. All right, hey, Sky, before we keep going on this, it seems like the connection's a little uh, little janky right now. We'll, we'll call you right back, and let's see if we can get that connected up um, and make it sound real good for our audience here on 105 Through the Fan. Uh, we'll get back with Skywalker Steel, A to Z Sports. Uh, just as soon as we can. But uh, I'd like to go back a little bit as we, you know, keeping the talk about the Cowboys. We did mention um, Darius Leonard. Darius, I can't remember. We, we he start, changed his name. We started, well, I mean, it's it's all his name, right? Shaquille is his name. Darius is his name as well. Uh, but he started as Darius Leonard to us, right? And Correct. then he was like, I would prefer if you guys called me Shaquille. I just say Shaq Leonard, honestly, most of the time when I'm talking to my friends. It's Shaq Leonard. 
It, it just flows off the tongue a lot easier. I, I, I will say, this is a common thing. We've seen this twice now with guys named Darius don't want to be called Darius. Darius Slay wants to be called Slay. Anytime someone says Darius, he goes, don't call me that. And then obviously Mr. Mr. Leonard. So... I, guess, I love that you just called him Mr. Leonard. He's like, I'm not, I'm not waiting into those waters with you. I, I guess, I guess Darius is not a popular name within the NFL. They don't want to keep that name up. I guess it's not intimidating. I think it's kind of intimidating. Darius sounds like someone that could take you out, but well, apparently I mean, not. Can't you make anything sound intimidating if you do that voice? Well, not really. See, that didn't work. Wow, you just gonna slander Skywalker like oh, that? No, that was That's just the first crazy. name that came to my head. Are, no, you, that, are you trying to earn supporters <laughs> in this? Like, are you trying no, to? No, I love Mr. Allies? Will. That was just the first name that came to my head. That's um, crazy, Reggie. See? I think that sounded great. Uh, <laughs> Sky, let's see if Skywalker Steel sounds great. A to Z Sports. Sky, what's happening, man? Hey man, I'm I'm back. I'm hoping hopefully the connection is good to go here. Much much better, and Smooth. that you know what that alludes to to me to make a, a belabored metaphor. It feels like the ways in which the Cowboys in years past have been kind of a little suspect this time of year. Mike McCarthy has talked a lot talked about trying to make sure that they were better prepared for this kind of stretch of the season. Are you more confident that this Cowboys team is more prepared to handle this coming stretch of the season? Hey, Mike McCarthy, he's done a good job, I think, dealing with some of these injuries, maintaining the schedule, and uh, having these guys ready. Last year, they went 2-0 during this little, you know, Thursday to Thanksgiving Day stretch. A couple years ago, they struggled a bit, albeit they played some tougher opponents and had some injuries. But, yeah, I'm confident Mike, you know, he's been around the block. He talked about, you know, having a couple games in Detroit with the Green Bay Packers, and now he's been here for four years. He knows how to handle this stretch, I think. Hey, Mr. Skywalker, it is Blake here. We're back in here. <laughs> Question for you. Oh, the Mr. Skywalker. I, I, well, I, well, right before we were talking about Will, and so I had to let him know that he's appreciated. There's respect. That yeah, there's, respect here, no, that there's respect here. There's um, respect here. What do you make of how the Cowboys' run defense has been this year? Do you see it as a big concern come playoff push, or is that just a hole that they're going to fix come due time? I don't think it's as a big of a concern as it was in previous years. Uh, if you look at some of the metrics, they're holding running backs to under four yards per carry. Running backs. The difference is you get some quarterbacks that can take off on them that gives them some trouble. And I thought with the the switch of Frank Wright calling the plays that he dialed back into some of that RPO look or some of that read option look. And that specific look does give the Cowboys some trouble. But if you're just running normally up the middle or trying to hit the edges, the Cowboys have been pretty decent at doing that. So I think it's I think there is some aspects of it that you should be concerned about, for instance, the edges and dealing with the read option with quarterbacks. But I think they've been better. Investing in Mozzie Smith, having Hankins all year, and I think the speed at linebacker is helping them. But that would be their Achilles heel if there was one on defense, in my opinion. Now, Scott, I know you're an avid film watcher. You mentioned Mozzie Smith there, and we saw him flash in this game against the Panthers, getting into the backfield, applying some pressure. But also, watching back this game, I did see him look kind of uh, like a door at times. Looking, you know, where he ends up uh, turned uh, east-west as opposed to being north-south in the ways that you want one of these big-body guys to be. What's been your evaluation as we've gotten more to the middle of the season of Mozzie? When that happens, from from what I'm seeing, it's because he just isn't – he's getting up straight too much. He's, he's getting stood up. He's not really firing out with leverage. If you watch how he fires out and you look at an Osa Dikizua, they're completely different. And Osa – will probably tell you he's not stronger than Mozzie, but he knows how to play with his body weight. Uh, but then there's those times where you do see Mozzie get off the ball using his hands. You saw a pass rush move he did last week or on Sunday against the Panthers, and you see some of the traits that made him a first-round pick. 
But when he gets too high, you can see him get moved a bit. He's still strong enough where he can stand on that one leg. Sometimes you see him with that hop. But he's just got to clean that up. Once he cleans those type of things up, I think Mozzie's going to be a player for you. And I still think he'll be a player for you come January and December, January, more than he was in September. So that development is, is continuing. Well, how do you see this kind of NFC playoff picture painting out with obviously the Eagles getting a win the other night on the Chiefs and the Cowboys already having an ugly loss on the record when they lost to the Cardinals? Do you think that's going to affect us come down or do you think the playoff picture will kind of settle down in the Cowboys' favor? Doesn't it feel like the Cowboys are basically playing for that fifth seed at this point? Mm-hmm. And, you know, given, given the Eagles. And, and look, I don't like to give them credit, but I have to give them credit, man. They figure out a way to win. They probably only have to win roughly four more games, and they'll likely have that locked up. So I think the Cowboys probably should just, just stay focused on what's ahead because they they didn't play themselves into playing you know for their own destiny right now, right? Mm-hmm. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Eagles. So we really can't be looking at what those guys are doing. But the NFC playoff picture, I still think it comes down to four teams, Cowboys, Detroit, uh, Philly, and the Niners. I think it's those four teams, and it all depends on – where those teams play each other in the playoffs. So, look, the Cowboys lost all opportunity to to say anything about the Eagles, anything about the Niners, because they lost to both of them, and they lost to the Cardinals. They just got to stay focused, man, one game at a time. So, one of the things that I imagine will help the Cowboys be, uh, you know, formidable amongst that group of contenders is being able to tote the rock, being able to run the football, which they'd had a little Mm -hmm. bit of issues doing. Do you see the path to that level of success, seeing as Tony Pollard uh, reaches pay dirt for the first time since week one against uh, the Panthers, you know, seeing as, you know, the yardage kind of ticked upwards, or did you feel like that was just kind of a, you know, a result against a bad team? No, I think there's some positive, you know, things happening with the run game over the last few weeks. Tyler Smith talked about it the other day. They're actually focusing on certain things and trying to get that going. But let's be honest, fellas. This team is going to go as far as this quarterback and perimeter takes it. I don't think this is a running team anymore. I don't think they're even that serious about being a running team. I think the run game just needs to be able to complement what you have as your strength of this team. And that's a quarterback that's playing like a top five quarterback right now and a receiving core that I think is one of the more versatile receiving rooms in the league. You just need your running game to be efficient. I don't think you really need it to dominate. I think you needed to complement your passing game at an efficient level, kind of like you saw the Chiefs operate at the height of their run, right, where you had the run game wasn't what they leaned on, but when they did it, they were usually in the top 10 in yards per carry because you had to respect their pass game. So I'm looking at this last stretch here for the Cowboys to find a handful of run plays that work so they can be efficient to complement the pass game. Kind of going back to the assessment of the NFC, um, there's been a lot of holes in a bunch of different teams. I don't think we, we've we talked about earlier in the show, there's no perfect team, especially in the in the NFC. How confident do you think the Cowboys are that they can take this all the way? Where do you think the confidence level is in that locker room? I, TBD. I think those guys are confident. They're a confident bunch. They've always been confident. But at the end of the day, re- realism sets in. You, haven't, you didn't beat Philly. You, you didn't beat the 49ers. They're about to go on this stretch run here where they'll see Philly again. They'll see the Lions, Seattle, Detroit, Miami. You take care of business there, trust me, that confidence will be at a level it hasn't been at in probably decades, Mm -hmm. if we're being completely honest here, because they haven't had this kind of gauntlet, in my opinion, to go through. So that's a confident group, 
but I think there's another another level of confidence they can reach if they take care of business in this stretch run. We're talking to the homie Skywalker Steele of A to Z Sports about your Dallas Cowboys right here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. And, Will, um, when it comes to this Cowboys team, I would like to spend this forward to Thanksgiving. They're playing to watch the commando, Sam Howell, um, coached by Eric Bieniemy on offense. Is, what is the thing that gives you the most concern, even if it's not that much concern, uh, about this Thanksgiving matchup? You said his name right there, Eric, Eric Bieniemy on the offensive side of the ball. He's one of my favorite coordinators to kind of study because I think he has some really creative concepts from a pass game standpoint. And there's been times where the Cowboys have given up some big plays through the air. Uh, and we know Sam Howe, he, he's kind of just embedded this confidence and this arrogance and aggressive nature to Sam Howe. Good or bad, he's going to throw that thing. He, he's one of the top uh, one of the top quarterbacks in attempts and 20-plus yards downfield. So they're going to get tested. But on the other side, let's be honest, it starts with Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. If those two guys control the line of scrimmage, then this game will be closer than it needs to be. If not, I think the Cowboys have the weapons to take advantage of a suspect secondary. So the talk around this station last week was, especially playing the Panthers, that the, not only they get the win, it's how they get the win, establishing the run game, all those different factors. What do you think is the biggest takeaway for the Cowboys side this week? Is it just getting the win off a short week, some guys on the injury report, or is it they need, do they need to get a win in a certain type of way and show certain type of things? Style points don't matter at this point. I think they just have to get the W and be healthy mm-hmm. because, look, this is, this is a Washington football team the last few weeks. And I call them the Washington football people. They got too many damn names. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about that. <laughs> so they're the Washington football people that beat you at the end of the season last year when supposedly there was nothing to play for, that played the Seattle Seahawks in, to a very good game. It took, you know, the last few seconds. And then even in the Giants game with six turnovers, it was a one-possession game to start that fourth quarter. So they're not going to come in here and lay down. Your players are banged up. It's, it's a, it's a three-day turnaround, so anything can happen. So they just got to come out of this game with a W. They got to come out of this game healthy because that next week, is the real test for your for your schedule. So I don't think style points are really going. Think about it. If they win forty to nothing, is that really going to change your mind on who this team is? Mm-mm. Yeah, probably not. So they they just got to get the W and get out of there healthy. I think. Sky, what's your favorite thing to eat on Food's birthday coming up on Thursday? Deep fried turkey. Oh. I like the fried turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you do I lemon pepper like turkey? Would I do lemon pepper? I probably would. Okay. I <laughs> that sounds yeah, I do that crazy. Too. Yeah, lemon pepper turkey. It, it, just, crazy, it feels like just a step too far. I don't know. It might be nice, though. It might be nice. Uh, but, but, you know, but, but, Reg, you know how we do, man. We, lemon pepper? Come on. Come on. Come on, Reg. Reg was not a lemon pepper stepper, no, Skywalker. Just, I, I, I was with it. Wings. I feel like just the whole turkey is just wow. And now we got to put it with the cranberry sauce. I'm with it. Like I'm with a it. Lot. I feel like that's a lot happening. But uh, what's always a lie, Skywalker still giving you that content. Uh, Sky, how do the people get after you and get at you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Skywalker still, and I host the Cowboys morning show Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. Central. And on Sundays, we cover the Cowboys pregame, halftime, postgame show with my brother Jesse Howley, former Dallas Cowboy. Hey, Sky, we appreciate you very much. Thanks for giving us a little bit of your time, and have a happy Thanksgiving, brother. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a happy Thanksgiving. That's Will Skywalker, Steel A to Z Sports. My guy, uh, and apparently fried turkey is the way that he goes. Deep fried. Okay, okay. Makes sense. That's right. I don't he know. Said, if- he said, don't put that thing in the oven. Put that in some all. I guess there's a difference. Yeah, I, I lean more towards the oven, but I can see the fried turkey. I see the 
see the point that he's trying to make. From the A62, they said, what the hell is a lemon pepper turkey? Uh, uh, they're I not don't toloing. They don't know. But uh, there was a, a Tolo earlier in the week. Was that, Oh, no, that was last that week, was rather. Friday. Friday, who said that over the weekend he was going to be frying up some turkeys, and one of the things that he was going to make was a lemon pepper turkey. Now, that that one, yep, Ross, I see that face you're making. Not too dissimilar from the one that I made in that in that moment. It sounds like it'd be good. It just feels like a lot. Just feels like a lot. But you know what? It's fine. Everybody, Everybody's entitled to celebrate Food's birthday the way that they like. Uh, coming up next, though, we'll go around the association, talk a little bit about what's happening in the NBA on this in-season tournament Tuesday. We'll do it next on Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the get right right here on 105 through the fan. Your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the... Fan Phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos, making it sound good. And thanks to uh, Will Skywalker Steele for joining us last segment, talking about your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, right now, we're about to t- go around the NFL. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. And that's where we got this text, a couple of texts. Uh, for the 6A2, they said, what the hell is lemon pepper turkey? We talked about, because we, we mentioned that uh, last segment, talking with Skywalker Steel. Um, we don't really know, but we yeah, know we're it exists. we're not entirely <laughs> sure. Uh, I know about as much as you do, that it's a fried turkey, apparently lemon pepper on it. Um, and from the 214, they said, that sounds horrible, but kind of not, though. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of where I am. I don't know that I went to horrible, but I was like, that sounds like it's, a, it's doing a lot for turkey, but also... I can see how it's really good. Though. We need someone to bring in a turkey in the next day or two so we can at least try it, man. We just got to get a little taste test. We'll have all the hosts try it. Someone needs to bring in the turkey. You're asking for a lot on, on Thanksgiving week. Hey, somebody procure a turkey <laughs> that are so easily available at this time um, and, you know, cook it up like uh, lemon pepper style. No, I, I, help me out, though. If you are on the truckwreck.com text line or if you're out there, text in 877-881-1053. Have you ever had lemon pepper turkey? Like, I want to know, is this something that's like a thing? Never heard of it. Or is now. this is this kind of just one person doing <laughs> a level of innovation? Because, I mean, shout out to innovation, man. I ain't, I ain't mad at it. Uh, or if it's just, a, you know, your taste buds that rock it in a particular way, I'm all good with all that. I just kind of want to know a little more. He was doing Cajun, lemon pepper, one other one, and going to choir No, practice. it was only three. Uh, oh, well, yeah, it was three. <laughs> so it was Cajun, lemon pepper, and then just like a regular deep-fried turkey. 
And then, yeah, he did say he was going to choir practice. He's got a, that's a busy weekend. Busy man uh, getting the turkeys right and going and singing for Jesus. I appreciate all of that. Jesus. Uh, we'll go around the around the association route. We already ran around the NFL. It's only eight. You remember me that's, singing? Do you remember that? That's, that's right. That that did happen. <laughs> um, these things keep going. From the two one four sounds nasty like chicken with oranges. Hey, but orange chicken though. Orange chicken. That's that's the go to at Panda. If you don't get orange chicken, you're tripping. That's I, that's got to. I, I frequently don't get orange chicken. That's not what this segment's about though. <sighs> Don't get me started on North Chicken. Around the NBA, what you got first? That's right. It's a it's an in season tournament night uh, in the NBA where five games are going. One of them will be one of them's gone final, and one of them will be later on TNT. Uh, Jazz Lakers. Only reason that's important for uh, Mavs fans is that that is the first night uh, of a back to back for the Lakers. The back end of that will be welcoming in your Dallas Mavericks to play. So you're getting the Lakers on the second night of a back to buy it back to back. You hope that that can help the Mavs get back to winning ways. Uh, but I found this really interesting. There's kind of an unorthodox lawsuit lawsuit happening in um, in the NBA, and it's it, drama, drama, in the National Basketball Association. So this all starts, and let me see. I want to make sure that I get this right. Um, it starts with a a particular um, what's the right word? A particular employee of the Knicks who, at some point, was wanting to be go over to the Raptors. And at some point during the, his tenure with the Knicks was passing over information, valuable information mm. from the Knicks to the Raptors. And so the Knicks are in a place where now they want to sue the Toronto Raptors. And now you think going into the courts is kind of a big deal, is it not? Um, and I think that's where the unorthodox portion of this comes up, because uh, with that being the case, um, Look, man, like typically in leagues, you imagine a dispute between two teams ends up being kind of arbitrated, right? Like that's what you have a commissioner for in theory. Well, the Knicks uh, and James Dolan, owner of uh, the Knicks, and I guess in this instance, the governor of the Knicks, claims that in their in their attempt at a lawsuit, Adam Silver can't be impartial in this. And also, this suit goes outside of the bounds of uh, the league's purview. And so this is going to be real interesting to see how it's handled because this might create some uh, precedent in American teams pro sports um, because we've seen uh, commissioners have a pretty wide, uh, wide arms in these things and being able to litigate some of these things within their league, right, as it's collectively bargained and these types of things. Um, what they're, they're saying is that this goes outside of the realm of games and those types of things. This is intellectual property, which should be litigated outside of that. Plus, the uh, governor of the Raptors is actually um, the chairman of the Board of Governors, which is, I guess, what, what they call owners, team owners in the NBA, mm-hmm. to avoid that particular language. And so the idea is that that would be Adam Silver's direct boss if you talk about the chairman of the Board of Governors. And so that's in theory, a uh, a conflict of interests in this thing is what the Knicks are saying. And to top this all off. Well, COI? To top this all off, James Dolan has stepped down, resigned his position on the Board of Governors, instituting another Knicks uh, employee to be take his place um, because he feels like, I, I imagine he feels uh, some level of, you know, problem with that but he quote he said quote given all that's occurred lately i have come to the conclusion that the nba neither needs nor wants my opinion he wrote in a memo to silver 
um, e-copy to the other 29 league owners. So with this being the case, how are you seeing this lawsuit that the Knicks are bringing up against uh, the Raptors? Well, um, be honest, I heard about this lawsuit in our prep room when you were telling me about it, and I asked Reggie first off, does this happen often? And Reggie was like, I don't think so. This isn't something that happens all the time. So this is something that kind of caught me off guard. I mean, how do you even really handle somebody doing stuff behind the scenes to another person? Were they allowed? Were they not allowed? It's kind of a lot of he say, she say, or he said, she said. So it's kind of weird to draw the line as far as law goes. So the lawsuit, I mean, I don't really know where it's going to go. I mean, I would assume you can't leak out personal data. So I would assume the Knicks are going to be the ones that get in trouble. But the Knicks get away with a lot of stuff. So will they actually be going down? Probably not. Well, it's interesting because the Knicks themselves are the ones that feel like they are the aggrieved. And they they feel like uh, the Raptors are... They're the Raptors and Tannenbaum, um, who is the great name, the governor of Larry Tannenbaum, who is the Raptors governor, um, would get preferential treatment. The thing that's funny to me is if you think back, there's been instances where, you know, uh, St. Louis Cardinals have or sorry, I believe the Braves at one point were accused of like kind of stealing information when it came to baseball. Astros. Uh, well, that's something that's like on the field, but I'm talking about like something that might be somewhat similar, which is like kind of stealing information. I believe the Cardinals also had a situation with that as well. Um, and the commissioner of baseball, uh, Bud Selig, or actually, did I go? I went back to Bud Selig. That's crazy. Commissioner <laughs> of baseball, um, is, you know, adjudicated that. And so I do find this interesting, and I wonder how how likely the Knicks are to get what they want here. And I want, like, is this going to consolidate more power in the office of the commissioner for basketball when, if um, the courts are like, no, this is something that you have to handle within your league? Or is this going to allow and maybe kind of pull back on the reins of commissioner, at least commissioner Adam Silver and maybe other commissioners in sports saying that your purview only really pertains to things on the court and within mm. the sports can you not go outside of the bounds to be able to adjudicate and you know determine what's happening between teams on that? That's level? an interesting way to look at it because, yeah, things that happen outside the court, is that for the commissioner to handle? And me personally, Swanky B, Blake, I think it is. I think it's your league. you got to protect your brand, how it's represented. So I think, yeah, it is on Adam Silver to step in and say left or right, X or Y, whatever one decision he wants to make. But I, I we have seen situations, obviously, where they get a – third party to be the one to adjudicate stuff like with the whole um the Sean Watson stuff where it's not just Roger Goodell handling it and that got kind of weird because then it's like is this person getting information from the left or right how do they know each other I think the cleanest way to do it is just have the commissioner handle information that's in front of him anything that happens within the league unless it's in their own personal life the league commissioner should handle whether that's on court off court in the tunnel how they're interacting in the locker room player stuff i think if it happens within your league you got to be able to have a say on it or at least be the spokesperson that makes a decision on it uh elsewhere around the nba we found out today uh that obviously well we found out earlier that you know the the bulls are willing to get move on from zach levine possibly uh trade him but earlier today uh we found out from sam amico that the hornets apparently have quote strong interest in Zach Levine. So there's been other teams that have brought up uh, that have been brought up um, 
in the past, like the Lakers or the Sixers or the Heat, or maybe even the Golden State Warriors that maybe could be interested in him. How, how do you view the fit of maybe the Charlotte Hornets trying to acquire Zach Levine? That is a great question, Mr. Reggie, and I would love for him to go to the Showtime Hornets because can you imagine? I, I, I messed up. I don't know his name. The Hornets announcer. He's amazing. I still don't remember his name. It's, I'm not gonna lie. Someone can text in his name. He's awesome. But can you imagine LaMelo Ball? Zach Levine and them boys running up and down the court, there would be no defense play like it is now, but, man, they would be showtime. As far as the best fit for him, I think it's the Lakers, but they don't really necessarily have all the capital that you would want to get a player like that. They'd have to move off a lot of pieces and their draft picks. They want Bronny James, so they're not going to lose that draft pick. So, mm, best fit, Charlotte would be fun. I, I don't think. The question really is, is, does Zach Levine want to go to a championship? I want to win, or does he just want to get some more money and be on a different team? Because I don't think they're going to win in Charlotte. Do you think that's a winning team? No. Add it? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I don't. And that's the thing is, I think there's some redundancy there when you talk about uh, Zach Levine and LaMelo Ball. I think that it would kind of raise the, le- the amount of offense and those types of things. But I don't know that that changes your, your style of play enough nope. to put you in a place to be um, some level interesting. But I also have some questions about – how much Zach Levine can fit in in any team that mm, wants to win. Now we're dude, asking the real question. That's a dude that kind of needs the basketball a decent amount. And on top of that, um, he's not efficient enough, I don't think. And I'm not sure if he can be a number one option in order to dictate the ball, having the ball that much in order to make it worthwhile. So it almost feels like Zach Levine might be a little bit of a catch-22 type player. I think he's a three on a, on a championship team. Okay. That's my take. I think he's a three. Like, I know this team wasn't mentioned, but it seemed like maybe the Knicks – I could see him kind of fitting into there a little bit more offensive super, uh, a little more offensive power that can fit in because the other teams that are listed, the 76ers, I love what they're doing without a guy like Zach Levine, a.k.a. Uh, when they let go of Harden because you're letting Maxi and Harden run the show over there. And we've seen in this NBA, you got to have two stars and a bunch of guys around them that know their role. So I don't know if Zach Levine's in a tough spot if he's an offensive scorer, but where does he go? If I'm him... Going to Charlotte, and I'm making that money, and I just don't care about winning, and I'm just going to be showtime and score a thousand points a game, maybe, and play with Lamelo Ball and make a lot of money. So I don't think he's, I don't think he's in a championship window personally. Uh, as we continue around uh, the association on the get right, you familiar with Dylan Brooks, the villain? Dylan Brooks, he wants to be a villain. He wants so. He changes IG villain. name to that. The he villain. He wants to be a villain so bad, and he continues in that way. He's now in the Houston Rockets. He previously was on the Memphis Grizzlies. Those two teams are set to clash tomorrow evening, and he kind of talked about his you know abrupt exit from that franchise last year uh, to the Houston Chronicle. Said, "quote You can see how they have no swagger. We Ooh. have swagger. Ooh. We have an identity we're building." Each Yikes. and every game, we show it more and more. That's what I want from my guys. That's what I want for each other. We every guy on the floor to play their best basketball. Are he you also, reading it like that? Because come on, dude. <laughs> Was that your Dylan Brooks impression? That's right. Uh, he also <laughs> said it's like the girlfriend that you used to have. You don't know how good she is until she's gone. Um, mm, is Dylan Brooks sees himself as the as the baddie right. that you fumbled? Yeah, he, he, he's the one that got away in his <laughs> mind. Uh, <sighs> on a scale of one through one to ten, one being awful, ten being incredible. Rate Dylan Brooks's assessment of his time or of this this relationship with the Memphis Grizzlies, or just generally his bleep talking. Uh, okay, I will give it to him. He's a level ten trash talker. As far as I get, disagree, you're giving him a lot of credit. Okay, maybe 8.7. I'm just, I'm not saying it actually has an influence on the game, but he is a guy that I will say 
he doesn't really care that people don't like him. He kind of just owns up to it. It's like, I'm not going to be the most light guy, and I'm going to play into it. So credit to him and getting his, like, Instagram followers and social media kind of numbers up. But as far as them saying they got no swag, I mean, it's easy to say when you're up. As Lucas says, it's easy to talk when you're up. He's on a good team, a Houston Rockets team that he is contributing to, and the Grizzlies can't put a bucket in that they tried. They got no John Morant. They got riddled with injuries. So I think it's easy to talk down on your former team when they're kind of struggling. So, you know, when they're back up and Jaws on the floor, we'll see if he's still talking tough. That's where I, that's where I come from. I mean, in his defense, though, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they're back up when Jaws on the floor. Because At least better. Better. I'm not saying they're going to be like a playoff team, just better than what they are. Fair enough. From the 817, they said he thinks he's the new Pat Bev or Draymond. Um, and even those two things, not quite the exact same. I mean, you got to have a claim to fame. Would you rather be that or a nobody on the back, back of the bench? I mean, wow. we thought he was going to China, personally. Shangdong Warriors or whatever it was called. And he made himself onto a Rockets team, plays valuable minutes, scores the basketball so good three and d now Uh, i'm like i I know that dylan brooks is easy to hate and he's like a not likable person but it's not like he's a terrible basketball player we just hyped him up to be this great basketball player and he obviously is not amazing but he's a good role player i don't know that we hyped him up he was the one taking all these crazy shots he's a solid role player i'll give him that when he doesn't take 17 shots a game uh it's the get right that's how we go around the association on the get right right here on 105.3 the fan coming up next as you know turkey day is coming up um, however, I'd like you to text in with your favorite non-food part of Thanksgiving. We have that discussion next on The Fan. So get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula sitting alongside the fan phenom winner Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Appreciate uh, Ross Lebensky for holding us down on the board. And thank you for rocking with us on this Tuesday night. The week of Thanksgiving and the week of Peace-a-thon, the 10th annual. That'll go on tomorrow from 5.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mike, Kevin, Corey, uh, Derek Holland, they'll be going for that that whole time, 5.37, along with various uh, pops and pop-ins from um, various fan hosts. Mm -hmm. Um, Flula Borg, a mainstay of the Peace-a-thon, will will also join at some point during the day. Uh, it's, it's, It's a great time for a great uh, cause and you can see you know all the various things to bid on and the ways to donate 105 through the fan.com slash peaceathon um we'll keep you up to date on all the things there you know um, we'll keep reminding you about it and you'll make sure you want to you know turn it on leave it on in order to catch peaceathon the 10th annual peaceathon right here on the fan tomorrow but right now um because it is thanksgiving week or as i like to call it foo's birthday uh, we understand, uh, you know, sometimes you got to talk about it. And with that being the case, I wanted uh, to to kind of find out what is your favorite non-food thing about Thanksgiving? Because, look, we, we can talk about the food up and down, and a lot of people do, you know, this time of year. But I wonder, because I've seen some, you know, some hot takes, hot takes uh, about Thanksgiving being overrated or even referred to as mid um, and so I was like, look, man, let's do the evaluation. How, why don't we, right? Um, if you take away the food, what are the things that you enjoy and that you appreciate about Thanksgiving? The truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053. Blake, what's your favorite uh, non-food thing? So I'm going to take more of a serious tone. Um, I know I like to joke around on here a lot, but honestly, my favorite part about Thanksgiving is just spending time with family. A lot of my family moves around a lot and is very busy. And Thanksgiving, other than Christmas, is one of those times where everyone comes around my family and we share, break bread, 
and just enjoy each other's company and kind of catch up on life. And this will be the first Thanksgiving uh, without my grandpa who passed away this year and without my best friend who passed away this year. So condolences, my man. Yeah, I appreciate you. So this is it's going to be a tough Thanksgiving. It's kind of the first one without those people in my life. So this will be one where I'm really going to appreciate all I have around me because you kind of never know when your last moment is. And I just want to appreciate the people that are in my life and take a time to t- let them know that they mean something to me and also let the same be done to me because you never know when it is. And then on a more kind of a brighter side, I am going to the Cowboys game. It's my first one with the media pass. So that will be kind of cool being at the Cowboys on a Thursday, on Thanksgiving, being live on the field, or I don't even know where I get to go, in the locker room. I get, Wherever CA takes me, I'll be. But either way, I'll be in the building covering the team. So it'll be a different experience, new experience. But in general, just seeing the people that matter to you most and letting them know that they're appreciated is my favorite part. Okay, I like that, uh, which kind of ties into this text from the 469. They said it has to be the family, right? And, like, in theory, yes, but also you got to remember, not everybody likes their family. Yes. Right? And so, like, uh, you know, again, I'm sorry for your loss, and there's obviously a lot of, of people around you that you care about and that you enjoy. Uh, some folks, they dread going yeah. home for Thanksgiving to see all them folks that are going to ask them them terrible questions or say them crazy things to them. It can or, be an intervention. Right? It, it can be that or worse. Right? Yeah. It could be an argument and a debate. Right? It could be all sorts of things that you do, don't need it to be. So, uh, you know. We leave some space for, for a lot of folks. But, yeah, no, family, definitely. Usually great stories come from it. In-laws and yes. first Thanksgivings with each other. And the, the gossip and oral histories <laughs> yeah. are definitely a great part of Thanksgiving if we want to talk about that, right? Like getting a chance to find out about something that you never knew about certain yep. certain people and not, not necessarily the bad things, but also sometimes the bad things um, is always a good thing to bring up. Um, from the 469, I like this person, the visionary, the naps. Yes, multiple. Mm. That's fair. Like that. That's food adjacent, but it is not food. So I appreciate it because you get it. You get one of them the real best good. snaps. Ooh. Families around you, you feel safe. You Ooh, just knock out, <laughs> brother. That's a good time. Um, let's see. Someone said uh, football. Yep. Cowboys football, right from the nine four five. Also said Cowboys football from the three one four. Said smoking hookah. Okay. And watching football. Okay, that's interesting. I never like and look cultural differences and all sorts of things. Everybody has their own traditions. I guess I never thought about smoking hookah. What's the Thanksgiving? Re- connection though is that like something you can only do on thanksgiving maybe it's just something that they do with their family okay. maybe it's something that they do at theirs right you know so for them it's attached to football i know it's for some people uh a variation of smoking uh you know going on that cousin with the walk or the walk with the cousins you know whatever uh, or run into the stove right quick right like that 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 thing uh yeah, can i'm just be, gonna take a quick walk yeah that's right i'm gonna take a quick walk real quick you know get ready for get ready for dinner or seconds or what have you don't let grandma catch you um uh, you know that's fine from the 214 i get to enjoy my day off in peace alone okay and that look, some people appreciate that as well. Like not not everybody gets days off all the time. Thanksgiving is one of those where thankfully I think a lot of people end up getting that opportunity to get off because you know some people work in those jobs where even when uh when stuff shuts down they're still going. Got to. And so Thanksgiving is one of those days where I think we get a little bit we get a little uh, a little bit better about letting more people uh, have their time. Uh, let's see, let's see. From the two and four, they said their mom told them growing up, the holidays aren't about being with people you like. It's about being with your family. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Love the wording. Uh, yeah, that's very, very much the point. And you know what? Sometimes you just got to get that right. Like, it's like, look, man, it's, it's there's one or two of these a year. Let's just go and do this and be done with it. Uh, let's see. From the 903, they mentioned uh, they, they laid it all out. They said uh, being off from work, ding, football, ding. And seriously, yes, football, ding. Right? Like, live sports, appreciate that because they also talked about like when the pandemic 
was going going through it really d- difficult, you know. Um, not having that live sports, they really appreciated that some more. From the 903, I, I, I honestly have forgotten about this. The parade. Is it, they love the parade. Is that still a big thing? Is that, like, still a big draw? I know it's big. I'm for just saying people, the draws. For like, some people, okay. especially, like, look, The JCPenney one? There's the Macy's. Macy's, Macy's, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, knew, you knew it was a department store. I knew I appreciate it was a department that. store. Look, no, no, you did it. You did it. I appreciate that. Um, like, I mean, look, man, uh, there's traditions. There's folks that make traditions out of it. And it's like Thanksgiving don't feel right until that's on TV or even going out to uh, one of the parades. So, like, I guess that that's something that I guess I don't think about enough, but... That's a good one. From the 214, this is interesting. Family and it's my birthday. So, yeah. Shout Happy out. birthday in advance to you. I I want to know some more. Like, how does how does your birthday shift? I always feel <sighs> it's up for some way, in some ways for the folks whose birthdays fall do on they combine? a larger holiday. Do they combine or do you get two separate? But this is the thing, right? We do that with the Christmas yeah. because, like, Christmas is kind of a gift-giving holiday. Your birthday, in theory, is a gift-giving holiday. So, like, you know, it ends up being or a gift-giving occasion or what have mm-hmm. you. And so – you, they can kind of combine. I don't know how Thanksgiving and your birthday combine necessarily, right? You get a turkey in there, you open it, and it's a lemon pepper turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! You get to get you get to go first on seconds, right? Like I don't, I don't under, you get to make your plate first or whatever. That is that's interesting. From the eight one seven. Oh, get your get your fitness on when they said the Fox, the the Fort Worth turkey trot. That adds is always I like. fun. I like that. I like that. There you go. There you go. I appreciate that from the uh, or on the Twitch chat. Rather, they said Black Friday shopping. I was about to say it's Black Friday Eve. So that's a lot of people doing their scouting of what. Well, not just do. scouting. Some people are just doing their shopping now. People will be sitting outside. And I've seen the pictures on Twitter of people eating plates, sitting outside, that's waiting for lot. their sort of like Best Buy. And they got but their plastic plates. Have the best of both worlds, I guess. And now, like, because we continue to push this further back and further back, you know, some people, the, these stores will open, you know, late, uh, late on Thanksgiving. Or, you know, in the afternoon even. I'm surprised how many stores are open on Thanksgiving. I'm looking it up right now. Albertson, CBS, Dollar General. And a lot of them will be open for like a short period. Um, at least, you know, because you know, mm-hmm. we all forget something. You start cooking, you're like, damn, got the cinnamon. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. I hope Kroger's open. <laughs> yeah, let's let me let me run over there and get some. Man, we ain't got no cranberry sauce. How do we not get no cranberry sauce? Let's go over there. And so, yeah, but yeah, it, it is kind of crazy how many more things are being opened. Yeah, shout out to all our brothers and sisters in the retail industry. Shout out. Uh, Saved having... a bunch of people for some whoopings. <laughs> oh, wow. I wasn't even thinking the whoopings. T- oh. If you forgot and the store was closed, oh, yes, GG's for you, buddy. Yeah, that's that's not what you want. From the 945, they said turducken. I, I have not had the opportunity to have that. And, like, it sounds great. I feel like I need to have that once, right? Once before I go. What is that? A turducken. Educate me. Okay, so – um. When it, I think this really got popularized by uh, John Madden, okay, because uh, on Thanksgiving they would go, they would get him the turducken, which is a turkey, or sorry, it is a bone, uh, a a. Well, I'm not gonna get in. It is a <laughs> chicken inside of a duck, inside of a turkey. Wow. Yeah. How do you even think of that? Like, oh, this is what we're gonna do next, and that I mean, just came to the. I wonder to the if mind? It, I wonder if it was just like a Russian Russian nesting dolls thing. You had these three things, you know, these three three uh these three fowls. Standing side by side, and you go. That one's bigger than that one. That's bigger than that one. What happens if we kind of stack them? Can we can we put those uh, inside each other? Um, don't clip that. Don't do that. I see you. I see you <laughs> don't do that. Um, and so I think that that's how that happened. I, I I have not had a person talk about the uh, the idea that that is bad. Everything that I've heard about it sounds like it's good. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm I am interested in the idea that. Well, what's what's your Thanksgiving festivity that brings you the most joy? I mean, it really is spending time with. I, it's so cliche. It's why I, did, I was like, I'm gonna let y'all get y'all's out first. It really is cliche, but no, I really do enjoy spending time with my family. And I guess this also it doesn't hurt that I don't live in the same place as mm-hmm. my family. So 
you know, if I want to see them, and it's not like I live far away. They live two and a half hours away um, by car. And so the idea is if I want to see them, just make a little bit of time and I can go see them. But still, that's making time. And, you know, Thanksgiving and these holidays really give you a built-in kind of, you know, mm-hmm. situation to go do that. And so it's great to be able to go and spend some time with the folks. Uh, let's see. From the eight, or the 214, this is the, this is the Thanksgiving birthday fo- person that's reaching back that says, it sucks. Folks forget it's my birthday. Too worried about cooking and eating. That's tough. That's He's a, self-aware, though. He's like, it sucks. Also, what's tough is, like, you will never have a birthday party on birthday because everybody is at their folks's or whoever, yeah. whoever's Thanksgiving that they want to be at. I'm trying to think. It's always on a Thursday, right? Is Thanksgiving always on a Thursday? Yes, that is correct. So can you plan, like, your party on the weekend? I mean, that? I'm sure you could. Yeah. But then also, like, there's a lot of people that are traveling. Black that, Friday. Oh, there's that. that. And then, like, look, people are going and they're traveling. And, like, the idea is the whole weekend is kind of accounted for in a way. You right? got to do it a week before. You got to just act like your birthday is on what? The what's a week before Thursday? I don't know. I get a math. The 15th? 16th? 14th? Ross Ross is saying 16th. 16th? So I you got to just do your birthday on the 16th. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I mean, or the weekend before, you know, maybe, maybe people aren't uh, out of town or nothing. Uh, from the 903, they said just the four day weekend with no work. You know what? Good answer. It's the winner. Good answer. It's the winner. Good answer. You know, sometimes any time to not do as much, not do as much work. Like that's that's the way to go about this, at least in my book. Uh, but yes, those are some of the non-food things that uh, you all appreciate and that we appreciate about Thanksgiving. As Thanksgiving is two days away, and on that day, your Dallas Cowboys, and of course, one of the biggest things about Thanksgiving for everybody is watching that game. This time it'll be three twenty-five. I believe, and it'll be against the commies. So watch the commandos. Uh, you'll be able to listen to it right here on 105 through the fan. I believe pregame starts at noon with uh, Eric Chiafalo, Brian Broaddus. You know, the, the usual the suspects will have you covered right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, uh, we did find out this week, though, that another big occasion is coming for uh, the Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson going into the Cowboys Ring of Honor. Sean and RJ did a fantastic job talking to Jerry about this, and I kind of want to get into it. Uh, we'll talk about that next, and we'll play some of that audio next on 105 Through the Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.